the easiest so often is looking outside of ourselves. It's easier to blame, point fingers, want other people to change, wish other things were different, all those kind of things. But it's all outside of us. We don't have any power there. We don't have control by wanting everything else to change. It's when we look inward and realize that that's where our power is. We have power only over our thoughts, our actions, and our reactions. Will you outlast your money? Do you stay awake at night worrying about providing for your family? Are you making the right decisions about your investments? There are many life-changing decisions that arise and questions you want answered when going through divorce or after you've received your settlement. This is the Financially Ever After podcast, where you'll hear stories of women like you and get advice from the industry's top professionals. Here's your award-winning and nationally recognized host, Stacey Francis. Welcome to Financially Ever After. I am your host, Stacey Francis. And today we are going deep, and I'm glad that you're here to do that with me. We're going to be talking about the softer side of divorce, the emotions, the challenges that we face as we come to terms with our marriage, with our future, and our new reality. And we have the perfect person here to talk to us about that. Jamie Morgan is a certified life coach and has worked with dozens and dozens of women like you going through the divorce process, putting together action-oriented plan to move them towards happiness, to move them towards a new life. And not only does she have the experience of working with clients, she herself shares her story about going and living through a failed marriage. She now is married to the love of her life, has two amazing boys, and lives in uh, British Columbia in Canada. But this didn't just fall in her lap. She did the work and she's going to share the three-step process that you can use to accept, to surrender, to move on. And she also shares at the end tips to help you when you have what I call those negative Nelly thoughts, those negative thoughts about yourself, about your ex, about your situation, about whatever it might be. And I know I sometimes struggle with that downward spiral of thoughts. And she gives us a tool to actually helps us to reverse that so that it can become an upward spiral. So make sure that you stay to the end. So please help me welcome our wonderful, fantastic guest today, Jamie Morgan. Well, Jamie, I'm so excited to have you here talking about a topic that we all need to know about dealing with stressful situations and being able to move through them in the most healthy and healing way possible. And I know that you've done so much work yourself with schooling and training and working with clients. Typically, someone who is a relationship coach comes to this from a place of wanting to help and wanting to pay it forward. How did you decide to launch into this profession? Honestly, I think it's just in my blood for a very Mm. long time. When I went off to university, oh gosh, 26 years ago, at the time, I really wanted to get into counseling. And so I did the psychology route. And my goal at the time was to 
perhaps do my master's. And at the time, I was thinking more on getting to the school system to do child and youth counseling. But I ended up taking another route. I've actually been a registered massage therapist here in Canada for over 20 years now. But that yearning to do some kind of work in the psychology field has always been there. And I've always looked into it over the years, at least a dozen times, I've looked into different programs that I could take and nothing just really clicked. And then about four or five years ago, I heard of this profession coaching and I had, of course, I've heard of it as for sports, but I never, I didn't understand what coaching was as a profession other than that. So that piqued my interest and it immediately clicked for me. So at the time I was married mm-hmm. with my first husband and I decided that I was going to do my life coaching training and I had done my first level while we were still married and over the years we had also gone through many ups and downs and quite a bit of relationship therapy with mm-hmm. it and work yeah yeah And so it had always, that was intriguing to me. And I'd had a lot of personal experience with it and had a lot of success. A lot of people might say, but you're divorced. (laughs) Fair enough. But at the same time, I do know the strides we took. I do know that there was a deep love that my ex-husband and I had and shared. And we went through 13 years of marriage. We had two boys. There was cancer that happened within our marriage. He was diagnosed with an incurable form of cancer that he still lives with today. And, and I really do see him living his life fully. But that being said, we went through a really stressful, about a year and a half together through his beginning journey of his cancer. And, you know, I can't speak for him. He's not here, but I will just say that he went through some stuff as you do. And so did I. And long story short, he left the marriage very suddenly. And I was devastated, traumatized, like, For me, it came out of left field. It wasn't something that I I ever saw happening. So there was this time where I knew I wanted to do coaching, but I didn't. It was sort of through all this and through the work I did on myself and through the work we had done up till that point that I really was like, you know what? I am so attracted to not only the personal growth coaching, which I do as well, but the relationship side of things, because through my own work and through so much deep diving, which I know so many of us that have been divorced will relate to that when you go through something, whether, you know, not every divorce is different, but it all pushes you to really start evaluating a lot in your life. Right. And I really felt that there was so much work that can be done in relationships that can make them so much easier and so much more beautiful if we only had the tools. Mm-hmm. And so I really, you know, with the coaching I do when it comes to the relationship work and the personal growth work, I really do what I call action oriented coaching. I believe in giving people the tools they need to be able to take their own action to prevent divorce or to be able to build themselves and get to a place within themselves that they can come into another relationship whole. Yeah. Yeah. That they're not going into relationships, looking towards the other person to fill the voids within themselves. They know that they can do that on their own and they have hopefully done that work and that they're looking for somebody to compliment them in their life, to share the joy with, but not to complete them. So I guess that's my roundabout way of saying that's, you know, that is sort of how it all came about for me. And so 
but I continued doing my training after our divorce and got my level two in my life coaching. And then I went into the Gottman training. And Mm -hmm. the Gottman Institute is their focus is relationships. It's scientifically based. It's all based on like longitudinal studies that they've done. And it's incredible. So I was always attracted to really learning as much as I could into their methods. And that's, I combine that between my own experiences and the training to how I help people sort of create this, whatever it is, the the desired relationship they're looking for, or trying to get to that place within themselves so that they can step into a new relationship when they're ready. Yeah. In a really healthy, strong place. I really appreciate you sharing that. And Jamie, you bring such a warm energy to you. And it's so clear that you've done this work yourself. And any testament to how powerful and how helpful that is, is how you show up here today. And we talked about two pieces of going through that difficult time where you're working on yourself, you're working on your relationship, kind of figuring things out, and then coming to the resolution, the realization that this is not the right relationship for me for the long term. It's not bringing out my best. It's not who I want to be or just all those things. And then we also talked a little bit about then getting yourself ready to be with someone else if you so choose and going to them not to fill the holes in us, but just to make a compliment who we are. But back to that first piece of when you come to that realization that the dreams of what you thought this marriage would be and what your life was going to look like is not going to be actually what's happening. How do you come to terms with that? How do you embrace the now and let go of that morass of emotions, whether it's regret or anger or frustration or anxiety for the future and just be able to sit with that now so that we can prepare ourselves to be able to move forward? Such a good question. It begins, in my opinion, by looking inward. I think that Mm -hmm. So often, all of us, it's human nature, I believe, to like, we take the easiest route. Our brains are wired to go like, how can I get there the fastest? What's the easiest? The easiest so often is looking outside of ourselves. It's easier to blame, point fingers, want other people to change, wish other things were different, all those kind of things. But it's all outside of us. We don't have any power there. We don't have control by wanting everything else to change. It's when we look inward and realize that that's where our power is. We have power only over our thoughts, our actions, and our reactions. Once we realize that, that's where we can start doing that work going, okay, well, if I really want to step into this, like here I am, this is what's happening today. I am divorced or my husband's leaving, or I'm leaving this marriage. Whatever your situation is, it is what it is, right? And so it's this letting go process where it's not going to happen overnight. It's creating a habit of like this, I call it like a three-step process of letting go, but it's acknowledging, which to me is like feeling your feelings. It's becoming more aware, being present in the moment, noticing, okay, I'm in that thought pattern again. Here we are. Like I'm focusing on my past. I can acknowledge it. It hurts. I'm devastated. I'm traumatized or I'm angry. I'm sad. Whatever all those emotions are, acknowledge them, feel them because you have to feel it if you want to get through it. So that first step is acknowledging it. The second step is kind of accepting. It is what it is. It's this, it might suck (laughs) for lack of words, but it is what it is. 
because I can't change the past. My power is not there. My power is right now. So that acceptance and kind of like going, okay, it hurts, but here I am. And then the next step is surrendering. I am so visual. So I always see surrendering as kind of like it is what it is. I'm holding it, shrugging my shoulders. It, it is what it is. We have to accept it. We have to surrender to what is right now in this moment. And then we can look forward and going, okay, but where am I going? Can I see this as an opportunity? What is it that I want for myself, for my future? And now I have this opportunity to try again, to do it again, right? And it's not to just make light of a often sad situation, but the fact is, is we have a choice. We can either drown in our sorrows or we can acknowledge it, learn how to accept it and surrender to it when it comes up and look forward to this wonderful thing we can now create which is our future, however we need it or want it to look. And I really do believe that there's so much incredible power in that. If we can create this habit of using that three-step process, acceptance, acknowledging, and surrendering, because I don't think that letting go is the action. I think that letting go is the result of Mm -hmm. those degrees of actions. And I think that's where I really struggled myself was I can remember there was a particular coach I worked with And she's the one who kind of gave me that first little tidbit where she said, it's letting go isn't the action. It's the result of other actions. And that's when it clicked for me. And I kind of came up with this process that worked for me because I so desperately wanted to let go. I wanted to be okay with it. How can I let go? Like I was looking for somebody to give me the answer. And it wasn't until I realized it's creating this new pattern, this new awareness of my thought patterns so that whenever I notice I'm in that cycle of dwelling on the past, dwelling on regret or resentment that I could kind of go, okay, it is what it is and I can feel it. It's okay. But I also need to look forward. And it's when you do that repeatedly, all of a sudden you look back, it might be six months later, it might be 10 years later, but you'll look back and go, wow, I did it. I let go. I didn't even realize I was doing it, but I did. It's Mm -hmm. not going to happen overnight. It takes like anything. It takes consistent practice and intention. It's interesting when you share this three-step process and acceptance, acknowledgement, and surrender. I find that even knowing a process like this and consciously knowing it, I can get wrapped up in my brain and overreact to something or really negative thoughts about something. And it's almost like I'm negotiating with myself. Stace, you shouldn't be this upset. It's not that big of a deal. And we're talking about divorce. So it is a big deal. But maybe it's something that your ex did because they dropped the kids off late, whatever it is. But there are times when I know I struggle with those negative thoughts of just being angry, being frustrated. And I tell myself, you really shouldn't be thinking this. (laughs) This is not helping anyone. You're probably overreacting. And if you had a good night's sleep tomorrow in the morning, you're going to wake up, you're going to feel better, ideally after a cup of coffee. But I will tell you in those moments, Jamie, it's really hard. It's like me when I get an open bag of Skittles, open bag of Skittles, I'm eating that whole bag as much self-control as I I wish I could explain that I have, I don't with that. And I also don't with negative thoughts. And it's almost like a spiral downwards. And you feel like there's just boulder after boulder kind of being put on top of you. How do you break that cycle? How do you kind of move beyond those negative thoughts when they're 
so all consuming. I love that you brought up the downward spiral, which is really ironic to me because I speak of that all the time with all of my clients with, we can choose really, it is a choice, I believe, but stay in that downward spiral. And and to me, that can be whether you're in conflict with your partner or your ex-partner, whether you're in your thoughts and you're getting carried away with, we all know the feeling. Like, I think we can all relate to something that we almost, Mm -hmm. we get so, and we can get, we go down that rabbit hole. Well, we can equally choose to stop ourselves in that moment and create what I call the upward spiral or the upward cycle where it, positive breeds on positive, but it's not easy. It's hard. This work isn't easy. It's easy to me to talk about. It's easy to say, well, you just need to do this. And it looks simple on paper, but in truth, it takes tremendous awareness. And that's why so much of my coaching, I bring everybody at some point or another into a little bit of meditation work. And like, I hesitate to use the word meditation because for some people that scares them away. It could be deep breathing. It could be a self-timeout. It can be relaxing your body. It could be calming. And it can be as little as two minutes. And that's really Mm -hmm. where I want people to start because I don't want to overwhelm them with a big task and you have to completely change your life. And now you're going to meditate an hour every day. That's not what I mean. When I say meditate or tune in, I'm talking about being aware and raising your awareness to the fact that I'm struggling right now. You might not realize what's going on, but it might be anxiety. It might just feel like tightness in your chest and you can't breathe. It might feel like anger. But when you recognize you're in that spiral and you're caught in a thought pattern that's not helping you, to be able to consciously take a break and breathe, meditate, whatever you call it, breathe and come back into your body and breathe, relax your heart rate, slow down your heart rate, focus on what you're feeling in your body and just noticing. And when we start to do that and make a habit of going, oh, here I go again, I'm just going to take even one minute, whether you have to go sit in the bathroom and lock the door for a minute, whether you're in your car and you need to pull over and just breathe for a minute, anywhere you are, we have an opportunity to choose to stop it dead in its tracks to tune in. The more often we do it, like everything we were talking before, it's the more often we do it, it creates habit. It creates a new sense of awareness where we become so present in our body and we start noticing when we're getting onto that old pattern, that old pathway or the pathway we want to shift. And to me, it brings up so much empowerment, self-empowerment, knowing that at any point in time, I have the ability to choose to come back into my body, notice what I'm feeling and choose a new path. So when it comes to divorce and stress that comes with that, it can be so empowering again to be able to start raising your awareness to what you're feeling and using that to your advantage to be able to start creating new patterns that are going to be healthier for you and realizing that you have a choice, right? We can do it can relax ourselves and we can decide how we think and that also comes like I love to talk about divorce as an opportunity you can create whatever it is that's going on for you you can create a new reality that surrounds that and every time you notice you're going down that old pathway coming doing some deep breathing coming back into your body noticing what you're feeling slowing down your heart rate to decrease that anxiety And those feelings, noticing what the feelings are, 
And then coming into, okay, remember, this is an opportunity. I can choose to do this differently. I have a choice now moving forward to create the life I want. And what mm-hmm. is it that I want? What I've seen in so many of my clients is that it's, it creates a new sense of confidence. It really does. Like knowing that I can do that for myself and yeah. that I have choices and opportunities, it's empowering. I'm a big person about control. hence why I became a financial planner, but having these tools and being able to have more control over how we react to the things being brought to us, the things that we're experiencing, all of a sudden, you're not a victim. Yes. You're empowered and you're action oriented and you're moving through things Mm -hmm. and deciding how you're going to react to them and how you're going to acknowledge that. It makes me excited because one of the biggest challenges that I see with our clients is that some of the people they're divorcing are really nice guys, but I'll tell you, Jamie, a good number are not. And some of the things they're doing, the things they say, their behaviors, it's all about how can I hurt her? How can I frustrate her? How can I make her angry? How can I make her feel bad about herself? And they are using that to exert power over, often trying to make themselves feel better, whatever that is. And I'm sure we can have a long conversation about all the different possibilities, but it does happen. And these tools are so powerful. I would say in some ways, kind of protecting ourselves, right? Protecting ourselves from those things. And so We have some great tools to help us through the divorce process when things are difficult, when we have to surrender, when we are working through. But you also talked about a second topic that I think is so important and so many of our listeners want to hear more about. And that is, how can I work on me to be ready for that next relationship, whenever that is, to make sure that that relationship is instead of plugging the holes I may feel inside, instead adding to who I am and allowing me to be the person that I I know I am and the best of me. Mm -hmm. I almost think about it like, you know, instead of putting a Band-Aid on someone, instead you're making them even healthier and fuller and richer and more energy. How do you do that? Because sometimes I feel like we don't even know the holes that are in us that we're using other people to plug for us. Oh, isn't it true? I feel like throughout this process for myself with divorce over the past almost four years, it's a roller coaster of up and down, you know, and it it, it ebbs and flows. And I think there's so much that comes, the more whole you become, and I'll talk on that in a second about how you become whole to get to that place to, you know, if you want to have another relationship, but it can all of a sudden come back and you go up and down and you learn more and then you go back in and you learn more and it kind of goes in these waves, but you're able to see like all of a sudden this perspective comes and it's different for everybody. But for me, it's as I've grown, I've been able to find it easier to own my stuff that much more. And I think the more I can own my stuff, every relationship, 
is 50-50. We each bring stuff to the, our own stuff to the table. And to think we don't have stuff is naive, but we all have our stuff. And so as much as it's, we can so clearly see how our partner ruined the relationship or they did this. We can see all other people's faults so easily. It's harder to see our own. But that's something that the more you do that work that I have found since my divorce is I've been able to reflect back on the relationship and see it with such a broader perspective. And it's allowed me to do even more of my own work because I can see how I showed up and the role I played. I can acknowledge that I couldn't see it at first and I could only see what he did. And then he hurt me and then he did this and then he did that. And that's the easy stuff. The deep stuff is where we start to go. What did I bring into the table? And what was my 50%? You have to get to that place. If you want to go into another relationship and be healthy, you've got to be willing to see that you also are not perfect. And that we, I believe, should spend our whole life learning and working on ourselves. I think there's always a new way to understand ourselves differently and improve. So I think there's some great strides you can take in your own personal growth work when you're willing to acknowledge the work you've got to do to yourself. You may or may not ever have the conversation with your ex that you need to have or apologize for, or he apologized to you or vice versa or whatever it might be. But to be able to acknowledge that for yourself so that you can go into your next relationship one day fully awake and aware and ready to have those difficult conversations, ready to start owning your stuff in every opportunity you have with your new partner. And then to totally digress back to the original question, which to become whole, I really think you have to be willing to do that personal work, which involves becoming present tuning into your body, noticing what you're feeling when you're feeling it. Because when you start to do that, you start to understand yourself on a different level. You might've always thought this anxiety that you feel not to like minimize it, but you just thought it was something you had. Well, what is it telling you? You start to understand when you start to ask those deeper questions, why do I always get this feeling? Why do I feel this way? And how am I reacting to it? And the more calm you become in your body, the answers start to appear. You start to hear things or see things in ways you never thought or saw them before. And so I always encourage clients of mine like to get quiet more often and see what comes up. Doing that, you start to understand who you are. You start to understand what you need. I love asking this question of clients is, what do you need to be happy? What do you need to feel fulfilled? Because so often we haven't thought about it nor do we know how to ask for it. In doing that, you understand yourself better and you start to, there's this really beautiful, natural thing that happens. And I see it all the time is the more you start to understand who you are, what you need, what your core values are, you start to accept yourself more and this confidence builds. And it's not the type of confidence. I think so many of us, you know, we feel more confident when the number on the scale goes a certain way or whatever, we feel better in our clothes or we buy something new or we make money, like all these outside things. They're wonderful. Don't get me wrong. I love all the stuff as much as anybody else, but the true authentic confidence comes from when we know who we are, when we know what we need. And when we, we know our flaws inside and out, we're willing to do the work and we can accept it all. So you love the good with the bad and it's okay. And when that starts happening, this confidence builds and we start attracting 
different people into our lives. We attract different yeah. situations. We vibrate. You can see it in people. I see it in my clients all the time. It's like they light up mm-hmm. because the more confident and whole you become, like I said, you vibrate differently. It's so true. People will sit and go, you look different, but it's not really about how you look. It's an energy about you. The more you get to know who you are. And I think that that, once you get to that place where you can, with this true confidence builds from doing that work, understanding who you are, what you need to feel fulfilled, that doesn't include anybody else. When I talk about that and fulfillment, it's not about, I need you to do this for me because I can't do it for myself. I need you to show me love because I don't feel loved. It's not about that. It's about being able to ask for what we need. Like, this is something really important to me. These are my values. And I need to be in a partnership with someone that I can trust. Somebody that shares similar goals as mine or someone who wants to travel. It can be as simple or complex as you want it to be. But when you start to know those things and it just flows off your tongue, if someone were to say to you, who are you? That you just know you can talk about it. There's a confidence that comes with that that's unbreakable. And to me, that's when the people that I've worked with, that's when they're so ready for this new relationship. More often than not, it happens so organically because they attract it. You know, Jamie, you shared such important pieces about, and the question I love that I want to go back to is, what's going to make you happy? When you're going through such a difficult time, it's almost hard to even put your mind there, right? But how important is that of painting that picture in your mind of all those pieces that are important for your happiness? And that is a huge piece of the healing. And you are, I feel, such a great example of someone who went through a difficult relationship that ended. And was able to do this work to be able to be ready for another relationship when that was right for you. And it's so wonderful because a lot of women have lost hope that that will ever happen for them. And you have shown with your own life, with your family, and you know with the clients that you work with, that no one should lose hope. And that There's happiness out there for you. It's not just going to come and bestow itself upon you. This is a an active choice that we make to be happy, an active choice to do this work. But how powerful is that? It is. It really is. The confidence that comes with that, you start to quote unquote need a relationship or a partner. That sort of just disappears as you start to become more confident and self-assured and get clarity, direction, and you start to just, if you want the relationship, you want it from such a healthy, whole place that it's it's not from a needy place. It's from a desire to have a partner, not somebody to fix you. And I think that that's so powerful. And I feel like this is advice for that we should be talking to our teenager daughters, that we should talk to our teenager sons. And wouldn't it be amazing if we all had this type of support and training as we went out there looking to discover who our partner is? Because I know, bless Jamie, thank goodness I didn't marry any of these men, but the men I dated when I was younger, and I got married pretty early. So I met my husband when I was 24, 
and we've been together now, well, about 22 years and knock on wood, it really yeah. was a great reunion and I feel I'm very happy. But I will tell you, people I dated before were just, I look back, lovely, but so not the right fit for me. So not the right fit. And I realized each one was for the wrong reason. And often it was trying to fix myself or make myself feel better about something or, and how we often look outward to the outside world to work on some of the things that we were struggling with. And I just can't thank you enough for coming. And Jamie, I know that our listeners would love to be able to get in contact with you. What's the best way through your website, through your email? What is the best way to contact you, Jamie? Well, there's lots of ways, but if you're on social media, definitely Instagram or Facebook, but Instagram, it's at the Jamie Morgan and on Facebook, it's Jamie Morgan coaching. And um, I'm sure that you'll provide the link and everything there too, because my name is spelt differently. So I always laugh because I think if they're just searching on me, you might not find me. I also have a Facebook group that you can sign up for, and it's called the Abundant Life Mindset. Within this group, it's for everybody and for all levels of meditation or relaxation or deep breathing that you want to, whatever you want to call it. But I often go in there and I do a lot of teachings or coaching. It's all free, but it's basically like it's a great place to go and just really get a feel for how I work with people. And also, I post a ton of free meditations, guided meditations for all levels and all links. So it starts at the two minutes, like I was talking about before, and I'll go up to, you know, 30, 40 minutes of a meditation that's guided that really takes you through the method and the reason and the why behind why I encourage everybody to do it a little bit, because it really just helps you tune into your body and raise your intuition and become more present in your current moment. That's what it's all about. Well, thank you so much, Jamie. And for all of you listening, we will include the link for Instagram, for Facebook, and as well as the information on the uh, Facebook group that you mentioned. So happy to do that. Thank you so much for joining us. And thank you for everybody listening in to Financially Ever After. Thank you for having me. Thank you so much for joining me today. And I know that I personally am going to walk away with some really important tools to help me accept, acknowledge, surrender, and to be able to have more agency over the way I react to things. Often, so many of us deal with just the challenges of every day, but for so many of you listening, you have compounded by that to break up a marriage of a relationship one of the most difficult traumatic things that anyone can go through. My hope is that you use these tools, that you use this as a launching off point to help you, empower you to live your best life and ask yourself that question, what would make me happy? A big part of being happy, well, is being financially secure. And if you have questions about if you're on track financially, what you should be doing, or just want to bounce some ideas off of us, please reach out. You can reach us at francisfinancial.com or you can email me. And my email is stacy, S-T-A-C-Y, at francisfinancial.com. We are here for you. 
and here to support you. As you move through this process, we want to make sure that you're as financially sound and financially whole as possible, not just today, but for the long term. Thank you so much for tuning in to Financially Ever After. We'll see you in two weeks.